Welcome to the Shekilola Salami Show. I'm your host, Shekilola Salami. Hi, everyone. Um, so the last few weeks, um, it's been book reading season, um, and I've had a few authors come on the virtual cafe to read um, a chapter or so from their books, and they literally kicked me out and said, you know what, they can manage themselves. And I thought to myself, you know what, actually, um, I will try doing a reading of my own, um, you know, because... Well, why not, right? Um, I tend to write in two genres, um, children's and paranormal romance for an adult audience. So today I thought that, you know, you might um, enjoy um, reading from my book, uh, my children's book called Yotunde, an Ode to My Mother. Yotunde, well, most of my fiction um, books are based on or have features of Yoruba folklore. Um, Yoruba is a tribe in Nigeria, and you can find, um, you know, it's spread out in some other parts of West Africa and in the Caribbean. But, you know, today is not, you know, a history on um, Yoruba. So my books, you know, have, you know, feature Yoruba um, mythology um, in them. So I'm going to read from chapter 2 of Yetunde and Ode to My Mother. Okay, I hope you enjoy listening to it. Uh, okay, good, here I go. So, later on that evening, after dinner, and a most delicious one at that, it was bath time, then story time before bed. Mama made jollof rice for dinner with turkey stew and do-do. I sure felt lucky to have uh, such a most wonderful mama. Anywho's, mama sat on her bed. She rested against all of her pillows piled up sky high and held me close to her. My head on her chest, rising and falling in tune with her heartbeat. Mama said that her arms couldn't always cope with carrying me for a long time. As she switched off the lights, she started talking. I just remembered a story. As I talked about Yemoja this afternoon, I think I should finish off with a story about her that my mother told me. She gently stroked my back, more whispering than talking really. Okay, so before I start, I should probably explain a few things. I know you are sleepy, but don't worry, I will explain this all over again when you are bigger. For instance, Bale is the leader of a village. You can think of him as the mayor. And Uri literally means head. However, the Yorubas believe... Hmm, how do I explain this now? Mama paused, humming as she thought. Okay, your body is your physical self. Your Uri is your spiritual self. Everyone has their own Uri, or like the Igbos say, their Chi. Your Uri is like your instincts, your intuition, your guardian angel, whatever you want to call it. I mean, different people have different ways of, you know, describing their Uri. It is also known as your destiny, and that is why it is looked at as an Urisha in its own right. When you know your Uri, you know yourself. And when you and your Uri are aligned, you find inner peace and satisfaction. So to, my, to start my story, 
This was Mama still talking. Story, 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 I replied. Mama told, had told me that back in Nigeria, to start a story, the storyteller would say, story, story, and the listener would reply, story. The storyteller will then go on to say, once upon a time, and the listener would say, time, time. Now, I'm going to tell you the story exactly the way my mama told it to me. Imagining, imagine that you're listening to the story as if you're hearing it directly from my mama. Okay? Good. Once upon a time, mama paused, a very long time ago in the old Oyo Empire. The Yorubas once had a mighty and powerful empire. Well, that's a story for another day, Mama said. Well, in one of the small villages in the old Oyo Empire lived a woman and her daughter. The woman's husband had died a few years before from a mysterious illness. The villagers accused the woman of being a witch. This was also because she had given birth to 11 children and all of them, apart from one, had to die. Her only child, or her only surviving child, was called Omolabake, or Labake for short. The woman was called Yalabake, meaning Labake's mother. Labake was a most beautiful young lady, and all the young men in the village wanted to marry her. One day, Labake and her friends went to the market in a neighboring village. On their way back, they passed by the Balogun of that village on the road. A Balogun is a warrior chief who leads a village's warriors out to battle in times of war. The Balogun stopped them and called out to Labake. He asked her if she was from his village because he had never seen her before. She greeted him with the utmost respect deserved by a man of his position. You know, you could tell he was a chief, you know, by the way he was dressed. And told him that she was a visitor to their village, but was on her way back home to, you know, to her mother in the neighboring village. The Balogun then said to her, You are a most beautiful young lady. I will make you my tenth wife. To his wife, to his guards, he asked, have I spoken well? Or have I not spoken well? His guards all cursed. Ewire, you have spoken very well, Balogun. The Balogun smiled. Then his facial expression went very serious. He turned to his next in command and said, Ogunjimi, bring her with us. Then he started walking away. Ogunjimi tossed Labake on his shoulder, screaming, and followed the ba uh, Balogun. Labake's friends all ran away, screaming to their village. As they approached Labake's house, they screamed, Iyawa, Iyawa, our mother, our mother. Iyawa Labake rushed out of the house, worried. She cried, Kilode, what is it? Why are you screaming? Then she looked around and go, ah, Nipo Nyomo Miwa, where is my daughter? Labake's friends all replied in unison, Wantimu Labake Orewa Lo, they've taken our friend Labake away. 
I didn't hear you very well. Ashabi, my child, please tell me what happened exactly. Yalabake asked Ashabi, one of Labake's friends. So, um, Ashabi narrated everything that had happened how and how Labake had been abducted. Yalabake sighed heavily. My children, I've heard what you said, but I don't accept it. Maybe you didn't hear what the Balogun said properly. Okay, let's go and see him. <clears throat> when they got to the Balogun's house, he wasn't in, and the guards, the Balogun's guards, would not let Iyalabake see her daughter. So Iyalabake and Labake's friends went to the Bale's palace. The Balogun was there. After greeting the Bale and his chiefs, Iyalabake said that she was told that the Balogun had taken her daughter to help him run some errands. She added that as she had no one else to help her in her village, she would like to know when the Balogun would send her daughter back to her. The Balogun jumped up and began to brag. Emi Balogomani, conqueror of villages. I have killed tigers with my bare hands. I have journeyed to the land of the spirits and returned unharmed. I am a mighty man of valor. In fact, I am a hundred men in war. I did not send your daughter on her errand. I have made her my wife. Woman, you are now the mother-in-law to a great man. Go inform the men in your family. We shall see them very soon. Iyala Bake clapped her hands. Quickly, quickly, Arugo Jegbesi, Taniosan, an old man has gotten into death. Who will save him? Iyala Bake started to mock the Balogun. Balogun, that was exactly what they told me you did, but I wanted to honor you. I didn't know you were an Agbaya, an old senseless fool. In this, you're stinking. Uh, stupid thinking, God forsaking, never do well village. Is that how you marry a wife? <laughs> or is that how the women in your village look like shit from a corpse that you decided to capture my daughter and abduct her? Look here. Save yourself from disgrace and release my daughter to me immediately. Gods! Bellowed the Balogun. Tie this woman... Uh, no. Gods! Bellowed the Bale. Tie this woman to that tree and flog her mercilessly. How dare she come to our village and throw such abuse our way? She would be she should be grateful that our noble and mighty Balogun find found her daughter worthy enough to be his wife. Once you once you finish flogging her, send her on her miserable way away from our village. Labakia's friends all ran away for fear of being beaten too. After the flogging, Yalabake made her way to her village in tears when the guards, palace guards finally released her. As she walked away, as she was walking, she cried out to her ancestors, Iyami, Shensuni, Eladami, Shensuni, Orimi, Shensuni, Iyaye, Shensuni,
Uh-uh. My mother, are you asleep? My creator, are you asleep? My head, are you asleep? Earthly mothers, are you asleep? Heavenly mothers, are you asleep? I am suffering, no. This suffering is too much. Eh? I was blessed with many children. Eh? Death took them one by one. I said nothing. The last one that was spared for me, the last one that was going to be my companion until death eventually comes to take me, now they want to take her away from me. Kosheshe, it's impossible. My mothers, you have to do something about this because I will not let you have peace otherwise. Orini ejo, eletami ejo, ema jekinjiya, Eh? Please, my head, please, my creator, please don't let me suffer. My Ori, my creator, are you just going to watch me suffer? Please have mercy on me. I have nobody but you. The villagers call me names. But you know I am not a witch. Please help me. Please come to my rescue. At this point, Yalabake was by her village's stream. Exhaustion took over and she sat down on the ground. She was crying profusely, still calling on her Ori, her head, her creator, and all the mothers of the world, both in heaven and on earth. Suddenly she heard, Arabiri, woman. Iyalabake scrambled up, looking around to see where the voice came from. She spotted the young, beautiful lady sitting on a river, on a big rock, right alongside the river. Iyalabake walked closer to her, wondering who she was, because she had never seen her in her village before. The young lady said, Iyalabake, why are you making so much noise by my river? Iyalabake looked at her in shock. In, in shock. I mean, who is this young lady calling her name? Yeah? She said, I have not seen this face before. Who are you and how do you know my name? And what kind of nonsense are you talking about? What do you mean, your river? The young lady replied, I know you very well, Yalabake. Don't worry, I will tell you a little thing about me very soon. But first, what troubles you? This made Yalabake remember her troubles, which she had temporarily forgotten due to her, to, due to her curiosity about the young lady. She started crying again. Ah, oh mommy, my child. If I could do more than cry, I would. My lost surviving child has been taken away from me, and I am powerless to do anything about it. As if that was not enough, I was beaten like a dog and chased away. Iyalabake continued crying. Iyalabake, all the mothers in heaven and on earth, on earth heard your tears and your call for help. In fact, it was your Ori that went to plead with them for help on your behalf. Olodumare commanded them to help you out, the young lady said earnestly. She gestured for Iyalabake to sit on the rock next to her. It was decided that Iyami Yemoja will be the one to fight for you. This is because your mother's mother was my mother's child too. The young lady continued proudly, but Iyalabake was too shocked to say anything. That's why Iyami Yemoja sent me to you. 
Suddenly, the young lady was holding a pot in her hand, which Iyalabake had not noticed earlier. Iyalabake wondered if the young lady had been holding it all along, or she had just, uh, or she just hadn't noticed, noticed it, or if she conjured it up. It is with this pot that you will defeat your enemies. Take it, the young woman commanded. Take it. She stretched out her hands to, uh, to her hand to Iyalabake, who hesitantly collected the pot from her. Drink the water and in it, and put your fingertips from both hands in it. Once Iyalabake had done as she commanded, the young lady smiled. Eh now Otishorire, you have been blessed. Now you have the essence of Iyamiyemoja, and you can command water. Water has no enemy. Anyone who tries to fight with water has doomed himself. As you leave here, that is what you will chant until you get to your destination. You are now one with water, and anyone that fights you fights water. So that person is doomed. After defeating your enemies, come back here with your daughter and give thanks to Iyamiyemoja for being the instrument Olodumare used to give you victory this is very important because ingrates never prosper you may go now eshewo yami iyalabake said respectfully and she turned to leave iyalabake had changed from calling the young lady omo me my child to yami my mother as it was clear to her that the young lady was more than a child even though she looked very young. As Iyalabake went away, what she didn't know was that her eyes had changed from their normal dark brown color to a dark blue, like a raging storm. As Iyalabake started to walk to the Balogun's village, she suddenly felt rejuvenated. All her pains felt like they had evaporated. She felt a tingling in her fingertips as she started chanting, water has no enemy. Anyone who tries to fight with water has doomed himself. Iyalabake looked down to her fingertips and saw that there were drops of water floating towards her fingertips. It seemed that the more she chanted, the more the trees and plants gave to her their water as she passed them by, always adding to the bubble of water that followed that followed her <clears throat> mama then paused her storytelling eh that reminds me of a program i watched i can't tell if it's a cartoon or in an anime either way shall the program is called avatar the last airbender I have to play it for you one of these days. It's a really lovely program. One of the characters is called Katara, and she's a waterbender. The story I am telling you now just reminded me of her. I know she is not real, but I wouldn't be surprised if in the producer's mind, her ancestors were devout worshippers of Yemoja, and that's why they could control water, or bend water, <coughs> as they say. Anyways, back to my story. Mama resumed her storytelling again. 
Eh, uh-huh, where was I, you? Ah, yes, I remember. So, as Iyala Bake was chanting, the trees and the plants would add a little of their water to the bubble of water that was following her. They say that hell has no fury like a woman scorned. But what no one te- dares tell you is that the rage of a mother scorned, Ibinuiya, even the heavens would stand still. As Iyala Bake walked towards the Balogun's village, not a sound could be heard. The birds in the sky had all taken flight, and the man- animals in the forest had all run away for dear life. A storm followed Iyala Bake as she walked. Any human beings who met her on the way scurried out of her path. The only sound that could be heard was, for the first time in a hundred years, the heavenly batter drums. It is said that only when earth-shattering events occur could the talking batter drums be heard. On this day, their message was, no matter how strong a man, he was born by a woman. When you oppress a mother, you oppress your own mother. When a mother cries out, the heavenly mothers, the earthly mothers cry out. Oh, how they cry out. Woe unto he who makes a mother cry. For a cry is the sound of war, of the war drum you struck. You start a war you can never win. A mother's cry always melts Olodumare's heart. No matter how strong a man, he was born by a woman. When you oppress a mother, you oppress your own mother. The Balogun and the Bale heard the heavenly batter drums, and they knew that war was approaching them. The Balogun got his warriors to protect the palace. Just as he was about to leave the palace with some of his drum, uh, with some of his warriors to intercept the approaching warriors, quote unquote, Iyala Bake arrived. When the Balogun saw her, he started laughing. So it is you, this ordinary woman, Obirin Lanson Lanson, that wants to wage war with a homie, Emi Balogumani, conqueror of villages. I have killed tigers with my bare hands. I have journeyed to the land of the spirits and returned unharmed. I am a mighty man of valor. In fact, I am a, might- I am a hundred men in one. The Balogun then noticed the storm trailing behind Yalabake and the large body of water flowing in the air from her fingertips. He turned to his second in, de- in command and said, Ogunjimi, throw this ordinary woman into prison. She cannot harm you. Our mothers, the witches, are behind you. With fear in his eyes, Ogunjimi drew out his sword and approached Yalabake. The other warriors followed behind him, drawing out their swords too. If Yalabake was not filled with rage, that was a comment that would have made her roll on the floor and laughed, and laughed at. The Balogun, it seemed, did not realize that he was fighting against all the mothers, all the world's mothers. Their mothers, the witches, like he thought, were not with them in this battle. They had abandoned him.
Iyala Bake flicked her right hand, and the body of water that flowed from her tip, fingers tips turned into a horizontal hurricane, splashing out at Ogunjimi and his warriors. It knocked them all over the place, destroying that part of the palace. The Balogun shrieked, Arabiri, Arabiri, woman, woman, today you will meet your end. As he rushed round towards Iyalabake, uh, she simply flicked her left hand and he met the same fate as Ogunjimi. Iyalabake turned, demolishing the rest of the entrance to the palace. People of this land, if you know what is good to, for you, you will return my daughter to me. Otherwise, I will destroy this entire town and everyone in it. Before the end of today, every man, woman, child, animal, bird will be death, will be dead. It will be a most painful death. You will drown on dry land. At that moment, Dionori, Dibale's wife, approached gently, holding Labake's hand. Mercy, mercy, please have mercy on us, Iyawa, our mother. Here is your daughter. My people and I knew nothing of ha what happened until we heard the heavenly batter drums and the, ba the Balogun came with her to the palace not too long ago. Please do not punish us for a crime we did not commit. The Olori headed um, Labake towards her mother. Labake held on to her mother's life, crying and said, Mother, I am safe now. Please have mercy on these people. Calm your temper. Please calm your temper. I am safe now. They did not harm me. The tears from Labake's eyes quenched the rage that was in Iyalabake. The storm in her eyes and the storm behind her ceased. Iyalabake's eyes still remained dark blue like the river. On either side of her, on either of her hands, only a small bubble of water could be seen. Iyalabake held her daughter afar and examined her from head to toe. Finally, when she was satisfied that no harm had been done to her, her daughter physically, she held her close to her heart. I hope the Baloku or anyone else for that matter did not harm you in any way at all. When Iyalabake replied that no one had harmed her at all in any way, Iyalabake took hold of her daughter's hand and turned to leave. Let's go. When they left the boundaries of the village and were in the outskirts of their own village, Iyalabake started, started chanting, Orimi eshe, eledami eshe, iyami eshe, iyayami eshe, eyiyami tobesaye eshe, eyiyatobe lorun eshe, yemojao eshe gon, eshe gidigon, olodumare, obami oki eshe, orimi, orimi re, my head, thank you, my creator, thank you, my mother, thank you, my mother's mother, thank you, earthly mothers, thank you, heavenly mothers, thank you, Yemojao, thank you, Olodumare, my king above, thank you, here is my head. With that, 
Iyalaba laid on the ground in homage to Olubimare and touched her head to the ground. She knew that without him, this battle would not have been won. Iyalabake continued chanting her thanks until they got to the river where she had first met the young lady. The young lady was still on the rock that she had sat on when Iyalabake first saw her. Iyalabake held onto her legs and said, Iyami, Eshe, my mother, thank you. The young, the young lady smiled and said to her, I am glad you are not an ingrate. And with that, she got up and took the small pot and touched Iyalabake's head. Iyalabake felt a tingling sensation, sensation in her body and a shiver run through her. She looked down at her fingertips and the bu water bubbles around them were no more. On this day every year, through a party in honor of Iyami Yemoja, Olotumare used her as an instrument to answer your prayers. No matter how little you have, make sure you share it with those less fortunate than you, especially to children who are in need. Go well. Both Iyalabake and Labake thanked her, then made their way home. And that is the end of my story. What is the moral of the story, you ask? I will always fight to protect you no matter what Mama said. At the last sound of her voice, I drifted up to sleep after she put me in my bed and turned off the lights. So everyone, that is the end of chapter two of my book, Yetunde, an ode to my mother. Um, I hope you enjoyed reading it. I hope you enjoyed reading it. Please feel free to get a copy on Amazon or my website or wherever you normally buy books from. Um, I would also like to appreciate it if you left a comment with what you think um, about the book too. So like I said, the title is called Year Today, An Ode to My Mother. Um, it's been a pleasure having you on the show and thanks for taking the time out to listen to me. Until next time, my name is Shekilola Salami. And this is the Shekilola Salami Show. Thank you. Bye now.